Welcome to Catalyst Podcast. Catalyst is an inclusive podcast that prioritizes Black and Indigenous healing while combating socialized mindsets. Within the space of decolonizing and deconstructing, Catalyst taps in ancestrally, intuitively, and with a community-based approach in order to disrupt oppressive paradigms. I'm Nike Oria, a creative consultant and an ancestral disruptor, and I help others create safer healing spaces that are inclusive and reduce harm, especially for Black and Indigenous women plus and femmes. Welcome to the space. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Catalyst Podcast. I'm your host, Nike. So excited that you're in this intuitive, spiritual space with me. Um, A couple of things before we dive into today's episode. I just want to remind y'all that now the Ancestral Healing Retreat is officially open for enrollment at the Early Bird price. So if you're interested, please check out the link down below and there's a couple things you can do. You can apply for the application. And if you're like, I already know that I want to go, you could sign up. However, I always like to check in and do a little chat beforehand. So you could sign up for the application, see the details, kind of feel it out. And then you can sign up for a chat and we could talk it through. It isn't, doesn't mean you have to commit to actually signing up because the retreats just in general is just a curation of individuals and sometimes it's an alignment and sometimes it's not and we just want to make sure that if you're investing in something this intense as well that you get all the benefits from it so that being said please check out the link below if you even have a smidge of interest there are payment plans right now it's early bird pricing so it's a really good deal and you'll also get some access to some other goodies so check that out down below okay let's get into this episode i'm really really excited about it today we're going to be talking about my spiritual tips that i would have for you things i wish i knew in the beginning of my journey things i learned throughout it things that i feel are really important to share with y'all. I'm not going to get keep any of this. So um, the first thing that I want to talk about is this like standard things. I think the first thing that when you get into spirituality, you start to learn about like energy work, cleansing, shadow work, and connecting with your guides. So first thing I want to dive into is uh, cleansing. I think cleansing is so important because there's so many methods of cleansing and there's so many cultural um, ways to do it. If you didn't know, I'm not a fan of sage for a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, sage is very sacred to indigenous communities. And right now it's being over harvested and commodified because so many people, um, just use it without really being intentional about it. So companies are like, you can find Sage at Marshall's now. It's a little ridiculous. So a lot of indigenous people have asked for folks to um, not use Sage as much because also a lot of indigenous people don't get access to Sage because it's so over harvested, but also, or they'll ask because like it's preference or they'll ask that you purchase from indigenous people themselves um, I also don't like to use sage that much because even though technically I have ties, whatever, but also because 
the process of cleansing your space with sage is very intricate and if you don't know how to do it it could be very overwhelming and it could create an overwhelming energy so some people all they do is just like they open up their space and then they just sage it and then they let it clear out for a while and they close it up um different again tribes and communities have different ways to doing it but that is not enough and i've noticed for myself because in the beginning of my journey i was like that's the way you cleanse so i did participate but i noticed that i would always feel like my space would just feel super empty and stale and i didn't like that because uh sage is just taking out energy it's neutralizing energy but it's not adding thing, anything in it um and we need things in our space. And then I also noticed that, yes, maybe I would feel like good and positive and cleansed for a couple of days, but then every so often something would happen that was very um, over stimulating for my emotional body. Uh, so like experiences, like um, intuitively in my dream state, um, just energy in my space would be really overwhelming and a lot. So there's a particular way to do sage. Now, I really don't care what you do, to be honest. Maybe I'll give you a side eye. I'll be like, mm, you're using sage, you're not indigenous. <laughs> but um, I don't really care at this point. I used to be super like protective of indigenous um, communities requests, but, and I still am, don't get me wrong, I, I still am, but I feel like people are gonna do what they're gonna do. And it's really on them, like it's on them. Some people don't realize that that's what's making them feel anxious or that's what's making them feel bad because they're not doing it properly and they're not looking at indigenous healers and teachers to show them. So to each their own, but that's something I would want to know. One, about the over-harvesting. Two, about the how much it could be emotionally and um, energetically taxing if you're not doing it right in my circumstance and three to look to indigenous healers and to look to indigenous teachers to show you how to do it when i went to my first indigenous workshop and they were like expressing and showing it i was like whoa this is really beautiful it's really intricate and it's not for me it's not in alignment for me why am i forcing myself to do this it's not in alignment and that's where i found what was in alignment and what connected me to my ancestors, which leads me to this next thing. So I actually like, if you're looking for something to cleanse your space, there's so many different things, actually, there's so many different herbs. So I think it's really, I, it's funny that we really harp on sage because there's so many different herbs and I think it kind of limits what we could do in our spaces. I personally, right now, I'm really loving eucalyptus. I've been doing, using it for the last two years for my cleansing my space and it literally changed my life. It helps balance, it helps purify it, and it also has this layer of protection. So like, for example, sage, again, it doesn't necessarily have a layer of protection especially if you're just using it to smoke up your space it's just taking the energy out it's neutralizing the energy and of course my indigenous healers and teachers would know a lot more um but eucalyptus it actually one of the intentions and the use of the herb in the plant is to protect that air, extra layer of protection for me protection is really important because i like i mentioned with the sage can get overly simulated and I can tune into my energy or the energy around me and the things around me and it freaks me out it's too much for me and it 
raises my anxiety. So eucalyptus is really great for me. It's uh, then I found out my ancestors used it. And also my ancestors used Palo Santo. Palo Santo is also over harvested and it's hard to find it ethically sourced. I have a plug if you want, but I try not to use it so much because it's over harvested. And I honestly just ask my ancestors to supply it with me and it's usually gifted to me. So, um, but my ancestors use Palo Santos, my Brazilian ancestors. And so I use that to bring back energy into my space. Good energy, intentional energy. Palo Santos isn't really for cleansing your space, it's for bringing an energy and balancing your space and your emotional body. So that's the things I would have liked to know from cleansing. Also, cleansing like um, sprays are so amazing. So use them. Like you don't always have to smoke your place out. And also something else I would have loved to know is like you don't have to cleanse your space every day or every week even. Honestly, I just cleanse it when I just tune into my space and tune into myself there's not set routine. For some people, they do need a set routine, but I really, energy is always flowing. It's always different. And your circumstances and the things that are around you are always different. So yeah, y'all, I used to like sage when I was first starting and like getting into all of this. I used to sage every day. It was like excessive. No wonder I was feeling so bad. <laughs> this is kind of in tune with cleansing because it's like around you. I wish I would have known sooner about intention oils. I'm obsessed with intention oils. I get my intention oils from a couple of places and sometimes I make my own, but I love it. I have like, I wanna say six intention oils right now. And intention oils are just like these oils usually has a base of like um, almond oil or whatever oil is safe for your skin and your body. And then it's made with herbs and like fragrances. And so each oil can have an intention. Um, the oils I currently have is I have a protection one because again, protection is really important to me. I have a prosperity and luck one. I have a self, I have two self-love ones from two different places and they both smell divine. One is like specifically love and the other one is like specifically self-love and I just use it to cultivate the energy of love around me. And then I also have um, a bewitch one <laughs> and I have an influence one. Um, so I just love oils. You can put it right on your, well, you have to, depending where you get it or how you make it, but it's really great to anoint yourself and to really make your intentions, um, and think about your intentions. So like I put my oils every morning when I'm getting ready for my day. And so I'm like, putting the self-love one. I'm like, okay, like, how am I going to treat myself with love and um, respect today? How am I going to nurture myself? And then I'll note myself with the prosperity one saying like, I'm open to abundance. I'm open to luck. I'm so just a lucky person. Um, and then you can also use it if you do any candle work. Um, if you're doing ancestral work with your candles and you want to anoint their candle and so you can light it so it can burn with the wax. Um, you can put it in your baths. You can do so much with it. Sometimes I even do it for like my hair. Like I'll put it in my hair oil and I'll put it um, in my hair and I'll be really intentional about cleansing my hair energy. So there's just so many ways that you can use intention oils and they're actually so fun. It's a nice, beautiful ritual for me and I wish I would have used it sooner. I really just started this year, I would say. So um, 10 out of 10 recommend. <laughs>
Um, along the lines of this, I guess this is all connected, but plants are amazing for your healing journey. And let me tell you why. Um, just having plants in your space is so nice. I'm a Taurus sun. And so being connected to nature and having it in my space is really, really lovely for me. It really keeps me grounded. Um, but another thing I like about plants is that, especially if you use it as intention work or to manifest, you're literally seeing the energy manifest right in front of your eyes. I even use it in my classroom. So like I have plants for my ancestral altar. And so I'll put the plants on the altar. And so I nurture them every week and as well as like taking care of my altar. And like, as I grow, the plants grow. As my connection to my ancestors grow, the plants go and I can see it physically with my eyes. Sometimes we need those physical reminders because we can get so much in our heads and because healing is up and down and it's not constantly going in one direction, sometimes we forget that. And that's super important. Um, to validate and sometimes validating, especially if you have like ADHD or you're neurodivergent and um, you need like object permeance, plant work is amazing. And also it's just so nice to bring into your space. I have a couple of snake plants. That's really great. Um, especially if you're not that great with plants, snake plants are amazing. And then I have some air plants as well. But yeah, like I'm looking over at my um, snake plants right now and they're thriving, they're growing. And one of them is um, representation of my family on earth and the other is my ancestors. And it's just so funny how they grow as well. Like you could just tell the personalities of the plants. Um, it's also great for manifestations. I used to do this a lot um, when I was living in LA, but I would have a manifestation um, like one of my manifestations was for grad school. And so I bought a plant with that specific intention and I would nurture it every day as I was nurturing my dream to get into this one's program. So it's amazing. I love it. I wish that I would have known that a lot sooner when I was starting manifestation because manifesting can be overwhelming. And it's also, we have such an idea of like what we want to manifest that it kind of, comes in a different way every single time and we're always shocked <laughs> so it just keeps you grounded and it's a mystical but magical way to um, do these things speaking of using plants for ancestral work and ancestral halters if you ever have questions about ancestral work please let me know because um i would love to dive into it about it in an episode but ancestral work if you want to start if you're curious on starting with your ancestral work just start talking to them. And something I would, I would have known in the beginning of my spiritual journey is to completely bypass spirit, spirit guides and just start with ancestral work. Um, and that sounds intense and no offense to my guides if you're there, but I really connect to my ancestors a lot more. And it's just such a different relationship. And I've seen my healing completely transform when I started centering and working with my ancestors compared to spirit guides. Spirit guides too, there's a lot of uncertainty about what it is, who it is, and what's showing up. Your ancestors are a little bit more concrete. For me, that was really helpful. Um, but yeah, ancestral work, if you're interested in navigating that, even if you're like, I don't know any of my ancestors, I don't know where they come from, I am disconnected from even my living family, it's okay. 
just start talking to them. Put the feelers out and then the rest will come. I know it sounds like really crazy, but it's true. I didn't know that much about my ancestors when I first started doing this work. And now I know so much because I just put myself out there with them and I started to make the connection and everything I know now literally trickle down randomly. It would be a random text from an aunt or a random page out of a book in this random bookstore. Just put your feelers out and you'll see the connections. <sighs> Something else I feel like I wish I would have known in the beginning of my spiritual journey is about the lessons and the journey and all the work we're going to do. So I feel like there's always going to be lessons and you're never done learning. And I think a part of something that is, I think a lot of people are drawn to spirituality, especially now because it's kind of presented as once you do all of this, then you'll be done. And the sense of like manifestations, right? Once you know how to manifest, you'll have the reality of your dreams. You'll be able to manifest anything and you'll never need anything, right? Once you tap into healing your scarcity mindset, you'll be abundant. And so you'll, you won't have lack. Once you heal your inner child, you'll your discover peace about your childhood. Like there's, that's, it's, I think things are very much marketed that way. And I think it's been for a couple of reasons. One, capitalism, two, it sounds good. But um, something I really learned is like, actually, that's not true. Um, you're always going to have a lesson. You'll never be done learning. That can sometimes feel like, ugh, because that's for the rest of our lives. But the growth that we see and the things that I feel like you do acquire within the lessons is learning how you learn and encountering the situations. That's, that's what you learn the most. That's where you can stop learning, quote unquote, stop learning. Because now, before I used to be so overwhelmed where I'm like, this is another lesson. This is another situation that I have to deal with. It used to be so discouraging, but now I'm like, oh, this is another lesson. Now I have the intuitive tools. I have the physical tools and I have the community and support to get through it. And that's the difference. It's never going to be perfect. We're never going to like, I feel like the journey, perhaps, I don't know, I can't say never, but the journey and the aspiration um, is to find inner peace forever. And maybe we'll find a version of that. But I think that there's always ebbs and flows as well. And so there might always be something that comes up, but the beauty of your growth and everything you've learned is how you deal with it and how you navigate it and how you're kind to yourself about it. And that's where I've seen the most growth for myself because I encountered situations and lessons all the time. And it used to really frustrate me because I'm just like, when will it be my time to finally get everything I want and to be at peace and all this stuff? And the thing is, I have pieces and pockets of that in my life already it's not going to be constantly my life because that's just not life. But also I've had so much growth in the way that I 
deal with situations, the way that I deal with my emotions, the way that I cater to myself and I nurture myself and I love myself. And so that's truly the lessons or that's truly the learning that we will completely have a foundation about. So yes, we're always constantly learning, growing. Lessons are always gonna pop up. Situations are always gonna pop up, but the way that we deal with them and the way that we navigate them is really the nugget and the gift of it all. <laughs> um, those are basically a couple of things that I wish I knew in the story of my spiritual journey that I want to share with y'all. And I thank you so much for being into this space. And if you have any lessons or any of this resonated with you, please reach out and let's chat about it. I would love to connect. Once again, please remember that the Ancestor Healing Retreat is now open and the early bird pricing is open. And this retreat is not only ancestral healing, but it's also indulging in the healing that your ancestors couldn't do. I have a lot of beautiful, intricate things planned for this, and it's really meant to be not only healing, but relaxing and affirming and the, a space to give yourself what you need. So um, I would really love you. If, love you. <laughs> I really love for anyone who feels in tuned and aligned to join in if they can. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for connecting with me in this destructive catalyst place. Until next time, be the catalyst that you never thought you needed. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Catalyst. If you would like to support me in the show and amplify my voice, please consider leaving a rating and review on iTunes and a rating on Spotify. It really helps get visibility and amplify this podcast and these podcast episodes. Until next time, see y'all later.